Hey guys, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. So you fell into a state, huh? Well, we all do. And we're always in a state of consciousness because we wouldn't be here experiencing this life without being a state of consciousness, being in a state of consciousness. And that's what I want to talk about today. Before I get into states, I want to talk about awareness, what Neville says, uh, and the Bible says, who God is or what God is. God, I am, is this awareness of being, this unconditioned awareness, just I am, I exist. And that awareness is everything. There is nothing made that wasn't made by God. And the Bible also says in Ephesians that we have one Father in all and through all, in everything. And this Father is God. This Father slash God is awareness, is I am. Neville, uh, I love his example in his lectures and his books when he was uh, trying to convey what he meant to folks. He said, if you had amnesia, forgotten everything about who you were, you would still know that you are. You could still say, I am. I may not know who I am, but I am. I exist. And to take that a step further, let's say you had amnesia, complete blackout of memory, and then you were strapped to a hospital bed. You're in a darkened room, completely blacked out, no lights, your arms are stra strapped down. You can't even use your hands to feel your body to see if you're male or female. And there's nothing to see or hear or smell that would help you, that would indicate to you who or what you are. But even in that complete deprivation of senses and amnesia, you would still know that you exist. You could still say, I am. I don't know who I am or what I am or where I am, but I know I am. And that is, was Neville's way of, uh, and my way, uh, taking it to that other level of strapping you down in a darkened hospital room. <laughs> but this sense of I am is always with us. And that is God mentioned in the Bible. This unconditioned awareness, this I am, is you, is me, is everything that we experience in this uh, universe. You, there's nothing that is not this awareness. That's why in, in, I can't remember which Psalm it is in the Old Testament, it, it says, I can't get away from you. I think it's in Psalms. I, I can go, you know, run from you. I'm totally paraphrasing it, but I can try to get away from you, God, but I cannot escape you. And it's not some man in a gray beard on a fiery chariot chasing this guy down. You can't hide from me. No, it is consciousness, my awareness of being. I can't escape that. And that is who you are. And from this unconditioned awareness, we are individualized into these states of consciousness. I am a state. Mike is a state of consciousness. So is Julie and Kim and Amanda, Jimmy John and the little old man down the street and my goofy neighbors that used to 
play, you know, lightsaber duels in the middle of the night. <laughs> they are all in states of consciousness. All of us, this same I am, this same awareness of being. We could call it God if you'd prefer. We're all God. Everything is. But we experience this human experience through these states of consciousness. Because from these states of consciousness come our beliefs, our reactions, our thoughts, our manifestations. Everything you experience, everything that's going on inside you and outside of you is coming from the state of consciousness that you are dwelling in. You may have grown up, uh, I'll be honest with you, around here, there are a lot, you know, I grew up around a lot of racism down in the deep south, bitter racism and uh, prejudice against people that were uh, different sexual orientation. Really, a lot of, uh, if you were different, then you weren't good enough. And that could be a religious prejudice. And like the others I mentioned, a number of things, an infinite number of things you could be prejudiced against. But that's coming from a state of consciousness, a state of being. And from that state of being, where you have these prejudices, you will continue experiencing things to reinforce that state. And so when I tell you that we're all one, that the color of someone's skin is ridiculous. It's ridiculous if you think they're different than you as far as better or worse, or that you're better or worse because of the color of your skin or your religion or your location, you know, your geographical location. Anything, anything that puts you above anybody else, in my opinion, is ridiculous. But I, I can say that because I've been there. I've been ridiculous. I've not been prejudiced against races or sexual orientation, but I've been uh, in states of consciousness where I've looked down on people because they believe differently than me. But there's no point because I know now that we're all one. But you're in this state of, let's say, one that has these prejudices and you think people are separate and different and less than or greater than you. And you hear me tell you that we're all one, that this awareness of being is all of us. It's not going to, what you hear me saying may sound crazy to you because you're coming from the state where this seems utterly ridiculous to imply that it doesn't matter what religion you are or what country you're from or the color of your skin. And you hear me and you think, well, Mike's, I thought Mike wasn't brain damaged anymore. I guess he is because he's talking crazy. And you'll continue seeing things to reinforce your state of consciousness. You, if you're living, dwelling in a state of fear, you will continue having things come up in your life to be afraid of. I mentioned in a recent episode, I've mentioned this a number of times, but in uh, Infinite Response, I can't remember the episode number, but it's a good one. You should listen to it. I talk about how I had fallen into this pensive, tense, irritated state, and I stayed in it for hours through the day. And as I continued to dwell in it, I had more and more things that irritated me. I couldn't even get do a podcast that day. 
because I was trying to force the podcast, the episode, from that irritated state. And it was just, it was uh, no good. So whatever the state of consciousness you're in, you're going to manifest things from that state. Your beliefs, everything that you think is outside of you is coming from that state of consciousness. Your reactions to things. And for me, that's a great way to to tell what state of uh, being I am at the moment. My reactions. How am I reacting to a circumstance or reacting to the news? Or how am I reacting to the toilet paper aisle being completely empty? How I react to those things tells me the state of consciousness that I'm dwelling in. And we're always in a state. You're never not in a state. If you're on this planet, or maybe you're out there in a spaceship listening to my broadcast, come visit. (laughs) We won't bite. You're in a state of consciousness. You would not be having this human experience where you're not in a state of consciousness. If you were to shed all states and go completely stateless, then you're back to the unconditioned awareness. You're one with the Father, one with God. But we're all experiencing states of consciousness. That's how we experience life. That's how we have this whole thing. This We go from forgetting, not knowing who we really are, to awakening and remembering the I am back of all things. Maybe you've grown up with all kinds of limitations and restrictions that uh, you think were put on you because of your family or what your parents taught you, your religion, your race, your orientation, your ethnicity, your education level. All these things, these limits and restrictions, all are part of a state of consciousness. And you can transcend any state that you don't want to dwell in anymore. You can change who you are. Because we're constantly moving from state to state. And we're never not in a state. I know I said that already, but we're not. You're never not in a state of being. So what do you want to experience in life? You could continue dwelling in a state of lack and fear. Dwelling in a... If I were still dwelling in my... An older, uh, previous, unlovelier state, you know, scared, broke-ass Mike state... I would be freaking out right now, terrified of the coronavirus, terrified that you know there might not be enough groceries at the store for me or we're going to run out of money. So dwelling in a fearful state, I'm going to continue experiencing things that scare me, that frighten me. Someone asked me recently about uh, what I thought of the pain body, you know, previous uh, hurts that we've experienced in our lives showing up in present moment in with illness as illness and sickness in our body and i uh, i said that it's still a state of consciousness you can move you can move into a wealthy state and be dwelling in this new wonderful wealthy state but still holding on to past hurts past traumas that you're holding on to. There are infinite number of states and each state 
is individualized. My thriving state, my core state, maybe uh, that word would mean something different to you. And what I interpret as thriving may not be the same thing for you. But at any moment, we can hold on to things from the past. And yeah, if you're holding on to it, and you believe that memories can cause illness, then you will be sick. You will have physical things come up to reinforce what you believe. That's why you, know, you see miracles happen in every religion and, and among people that have no religion, no doctrine, no specific church that they follow or doctrine. So if there was one particular doctrine or one particular religion that was the right one, then why would there be miracles, you know, healings and all these wonderful things happening in people of different faiths? And that used to bug me when I was uh, growing up and as an adult. Like how can there be good things happening to these people if they don't believe like I do? If they don't follow my religion? Because we got that wrong. We bought into this whole separate and unequal. <laughs> Is that even a word? Inequal? Unequal? Inequality. <laughs> we bought into this that we're better than them because we believe the right religion. But if that was the one, if there was one right religion, then there would be failure in all the others. There would one would have the, all the prosperity, and everybody would be healthy and wealthy and wise. And then everybody else would be going to hell in a handbasket, sick and poor. But that's not the way it is. We're not separate. And we are all equal because we're all I am. This God mentioned in the Bible is all of us, individualized, experiencing this life through these different states of consciousness. Now, I can... In this right now, I can move into a state and start thinking about past things that I've done to hurt people or things that people have hurt me, uh, and I can hold on to it, and I can fall into these unlovely states where I'm looking backward instead of going forward. Well, not even going forward, but instead of being in the now, in this present moment. We can be like Lot's wife in the Old Testament when they were escaping Sodom and Gomorrah, all the fire and brimstone coming down to destroy the sinners. And Lot, uh, Lot's wife couldn't let go of what she was leaving behind. She couldn't let go of the previous state. She couldn't let go of her past. So she turned to look back and she was preserved. She turned into a pillar of salt. And Salt, as you know, was, was used uh, long ago as a preservative. You'd salt down all the meat to preserve it. And so in the Bible, it's telling you, you're looking back. If you stop and look back and, and keep focusing on your, the memories of the past, then you're going to be preserved there, stuck there, still in an unlovely state. You might have changed a state, Things are better in some, some ways, but you're still holding on to certain things from the past. And so you're stuck there. And so you're still experiencing things that are coming from that hurt and the trauma. 
Or you could look forward. Maybe you're someone that has no problem. You can drop the past, but oh Lord, you worry about the future. Maybe you're worried about the next paycheck. When is that coming? When is the government check coming in from you know this whole pandemic uh, pandemic check coming in? And you're worried about getting the check or paying your student loans or buying food. Always constantly thinking about tomorrow and the next week and the next week. And what about, yeah, I have money today, but what about tomorrow? And so you're imagining all these scenarios that, you know, on how awful things can be for you. You're in a state of consciousness. You're in this, this forward worrying state and not being in the present moment. Who am I right now? Okay, I don't want to be that person that worries all the time. Or I don't want to be that person that is turned backward, worrying about the past, holding on to the past. I want to let all of it go and relish this beautiful, wonderful moment of now, right now. Like God's name, I am. It's not... I was, or I'm going to be, it's I am. And so what do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Condition that unconditioned awareness. On this level, we can move into any state of consciousness. We can become whoever we want to be, regardless of your education, regardless of your diagnosis. I'm living proof of that, that diagnosis no matter how permanent it is, or the permanent prognosis is not permanent unless you believe it is. There's nothing that can stop you except yourself. And when you change your state of being, your state of consciousness, everything in this new state is different. Like I mentioned the other day, things, if you're dwelling in a state of lack, and you're imagining having money, you know, being wealthy or having, you know, whatever, X amount of dollars. And initially, when you think about it, it seems so, it would be so miraculous. Oh, it just would be so crazy and totally out of left field if this were to happen. And so for me, when I would think of things like that, coming from the state of lacking whatever it is I want, and I'm thinking about this thing that I want, this state of consciousness consciousness that I want to dwell in, of having, moving from the state of lacking what I want to the state of having and being what I want. And when I initially think of it, yeah, it seems like so crazy. And it would take a miracle. It only seems like miracles from the state of consciousness where that thing is not present in your life. It's still a desire. But once you're dwelling in this new state of consciousness, these things that used to seem miraculous are normal in every day. I'm not saying you're blasé about it, like, oh, wow, oh, I guess you got another $10,000 check in the mail from somebody I didn't know, whatever. I don't mean that. I mean, how this all works seems more natural to you and normal because you're coming from this new state. And so, yeah, Creating wealth, knowing you're a wealth creator, is normal and natural to you. You're not shocked when money comes in from unexpected sources or you have a, a big money-making idea. It's not a shock to you. It's not a miracle. 
because you're seeing this world from this new state of consciousness. And you truly can transcend anything that you think is a limitation. Anything that you think is stopping you can be dropped and you can experience it. You can become the person you want to be. You can. For me, the simplest way to move into this new state, and I've mentioned this so many times, I just ask myself how I would feel if I had that now, if I were financially free, if I were healthy inside and out. I'm about to turn 50 this year. How would I feel if I had the them and vigor of a 20-year-old? How would I feel? But let's talk about you and what we can do right now to change your life. It doesn't matter what the news says. It doesn't matter what anybody says. When people tell you things, when you hear the shitty news and it sounds they're so doom and gloom, crisis on planet Earth kind of thing constantly. And it's not just right now with this, the pandemic thing going on. It's every day. I used to be a reporter, so I know. I know how reporters think. Let me get the worst news out there. Let me, and they may not even admit it, but somewhere deep down inside, they're thriving on the bad news. Some of them, you can tell, they're really, they're giddy almost. They're excited about delivering you the bad news and telling you how awful it's going to be, how the economy has hit a wall. I can tell you that none of that matters unless you think it does. You can buy into the bad news. And if you're one in, in the state of fear and you're seeing everybody as separate and there are evil people out there separate from you out to get you, I promise you, you will continue experiencing things and hearing news reports and finding outrageous news stories about how awful people are and how evil they are and the awful things they're doing to other people. You will continue experiencing fear and doubt and worry and illness because your state of consciousness decides what you experience. All of your experiences, everything about who you are when you're identifying yourself as who you are, did I say that right? <laughs> is coming from this state of consciousness. But when you start to notice, you start to be aware of what you're thinking and noticing that you are in a state of consciousness, then you've moved. You're not that state anymore. You notice that how you've identified yourself all these years is not who you really are. You're seeing your states from this other level, this awareness. You're getting back to the I am, getting back to God. If you can be, if you can notice that you really are the observer, observing what you're experiencing, that's great. Because then you realize that you're bigger than any state. You're bigger than anything that you thought limited you or restricted you. Once you realize that you are not the state, you're not even your name, who you think you are. 
You're so much bigger than that. Infinitely bigger, like Neville says. You are infinitely greater than you think you are. You're infinitely greater than COVID-19 or monkeypox or hantavirus, a cold virus. You're greater than all of these things. All of this whole experience comes from consciousness, comes from this awareness. And in this awareness of being is nothing but love. And we've only imagined the hate and the separateness and the fear and the lack. But since we come from that awareness and experience life through these states of consciousness, lack can seem very real and fear and pain can seem very real. Because your imagination and what you're physically feeling are both equally a dream. Neither are who you really are. I am Mike, and I know what I imagine is what I experience, but I am still, I am not Mike at the core. It's not like I'm Mike and everybody else on this planet, in this universe, is Mike. Everyone here is I am. We're all one. I, I don't know much about the quantum uh, stuff. I read some. I don't study it. I know others' teachers really teach it, get into it. But I knew, know a little bit. They talk about this quantum field or this uh, unified field, I think, as another author calls it. And then all of it is, is one field of energy, vibrating, individualized. And I'm not going to get into all that because I think Neville says it so much more simply that what you're conscious of being is what you're going to experience in life. Your state of consciousness. I'm Mike. I'm five foot six. I live in the deep south. I've got five kids. I'm married. All of these things I use to identify me. But they're still, I'm only identifying this state of consciousness. This conditioned awareness. If I assume the feeling of any state, if I want to get out of the state of lack or get out of a state of uh, illness, any state that you're in, you might be in a wonderful state, but want to get into a better state. Assume the feeling of that new state. And Neville, in uh, the prayer, the art of believing, in his book, Prayer, the Art of Believing, in the chapter on the law of reversibility, he says it so clearly that if you assume the feeling of this new state, of the state of your wish fulfilled, this new state of consciousness, of having and being what you desire, you assume that feeling and sustain that feeling, then it must, the state that would have created those feelings must be objectified in your, in your life. We always look at things well, I'm happy or I'm full of joy because I'm healthy or because I have a fat bank account. And we grow up thinking that these outside things, these circumstances give us the feelings. But Neville says that we can move into these states of consciousness by assuming that feeling 
It works both ways. Assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled and sustain it. Continue dwelling in that state. And it must be objectified. And for me, the best indicator of whether I'm in that state or not is to stop and ask myself, what am I thinking and feeling right now? How am I reacting? Why did I react that way? And I know it pretty quickly, not always, uh, like I just mentioned in Infinite Response. You know, it wasn't clear right off the bat. But usually, if I react a certain way, I know immediately that I'm not in the state of my wish fulfilled. Because were I dwelling in that state, in my preferred state, I would not have reacted that way. I couldn't have reacted that way if I'm truly dwelling in that new state. Your inner talk, what's going on in your mind throughout the day, what are you thinking and feeling? Because that's indicating to you your state. So what do you do when you notice that? Bring that feeling back up. That feeling of being what it is you want, of having what it is you want, and reminding yourself that it really is up to you. And the more you do this, and not focus on one big thing, but continue accepting your desires, every one of them that you want, as done. Accept it. Assume that it's done. And continue dwelling in that assumption that it's done. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm imagining winning the lottery and then constantly throughout the day staying hyped. Oh, 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 I'm shaking. I'm so excited. I don't mean that. Assume the feeling of being wealthy, of being in good health, excellent health. Don't just stop with healing a sore tooth. Go all the way. Heal your whole body. And don't just stop with imagining getting through this pandemic or getting through this week paying your bills. Oh, let me just get through today. Oh, let me just get food on the table this weekend, Lord. No, keep going. Every desire that pops up in your mind, no matter how absurd at first you think it might be, do it. Assume the feeling of that wish, that desire fulfilled. And keep going. Keep imagining. There's no rule that says you can only do one thing and then you have to wait for that to be done. You'd never get anywhere. Because this is who you are. Imagination. The big I. Capital I. Imagination. This awareness of being. You're all imagination. So don't stop with one thing, but continue accepting your desires as a done deal, assuming the feeling and knowing that it's done. And the more you do this, it all becomes habitual, where you wake up in the morning and you know this is going to be a great day. Because you know your consciousness is the only reality. What you're imagining is what you're going to experience. Your assumptions will harden into fact. And so this whole thing that we talk about techniques and it all becomes natural in a part of you. 
it's not new. You're just awakened to the fact of who you really are. And so you don't need to stop and make an effort and force things through. You just accept that your desire is done and relish in the feeling of it being done, already done. You're already that person, knowing that what you've imagined is where the reality is, what you're conscious of being. And it must show up in this physical aspect. And once you get that, and you've been doing this, it's habitual. It is who you are. It's not a shock or an effort. Or, you know, it's not a struggle. Because you're going, you're not going with the rhythm and the flow of this life. You know you are the rhythm and the flow. You're creating it all. I want you to send me your stories. Send me your questions. Feelingtwisty at gmail.com. I love you guys, and thanks for listening. This is Feeling Twisty.